welcome back to Let's Talk Books. I'm your host, Victoria. Um, happy Canada Day, late Canada Day for all my Canadians out there. And happy 4th of July for all my Americans out there. Hope everyone is partying safely and being smart. You know, don't drink and drive. And just make sure you plan ahead if you're gonna party. Um, also, I hope everyone is still being safe out there when going outside and being smart. So, yeah, I hope everyone is doing good and is still healthy and happy. And I hope everyone is just getting better with the fact that you can now see people and go outside and have a good time. But be smart about it. Um, so... Sorry about the delay in episodes. I'm on a new work schedule for my job, so I'm getting into the flow of that with the flow of my boyfriend's work schedule, so it's just kind of like slowly coming together. Um, so anyways, this week we are talking about a nonfiction. I mean a fiction. Wow, I get the I don't know why. Anyways, talking fiction, it's romance. And it's The Search by Noah Roberts. And I found this book because a while ago I decided that I wanted to read more romance and, you know, expand my reading to other novels. Because I was really into, like, murder mysteries and true crime. So I decided that I wanted to, you know, expand and try new things. So I found the search and so I texted my mom because my mom has like all of Nora Roberts books I swear to god so I texted her to see if she had it she did she lent it to me and then she gave it to me because it's not like one of her favorites but it's like my favorite like I love this I love this book um so anyways the reason that appealed to me so much is because um it has a serial killer aspect in it, which I enjoy. I find serial killers interesting. Like I've said before with the Ted Bundy episode, I don't want to see one. I don't want to meet one. I don't want to be one. I just, if the way their mind works is interesting. That's about it. That's all I have to say. So let's jump right in. So our book follows Fee. And she lives on an island off the coast of Seattle. And she runs a dog training school for young puppies, for, you know, new owners, and for owners who want to get their dogs into uh, search and rescue. So scent training, commands, everything like that, and to really build that trust with the dog and the canine. So along with this dog training school, she also founded the dog, the canine search and rescue on the island. So she runs that, volunteers, works there with her three dogs, and then she does the school. And so the reason that she lives on this island, secluded away from everyone, and is doing this canine training school and search and rescue is because years before the book takes place, 
she was and is the only survivor of the serial killer called the Red Scarf Killer. And this serial killer's MO was he would stalk this athletic young, like early 20s women. And while they were out jogging or running early in the morning, late at night, he would kidnap them, lock them in a trunk, drive them far away, and dig a hole, strangle them with a red scarf, and then throw them in that grave. And so our girl Fee was and is the only survivor of the killer. Did his regular thing, he kidnapped her, and when he went to go pop the trunk to kill her, she fought back and got away. And so because she got away, he was able to get caught because she was able to describe him, describe the vehicle, everything. Like she was able to tell the police who he was and so they could get him and arrest him. But unfortunately they didn't get to him until after he got to Fee's then fiance. And her then fiance was actually a cop, a canine cop. So because serial killers are crazy people, he knew that she was with a cop and he knew who, you know, her fiance was. So the RSK, his little acronym, um, kills Fee's fiance and injures the dog not before the dog got him and attacked him. So she survived, but her love got killed because she survived and RSK got attacked by his canine partner. So eventually he was caught because of all of this and a dog kind of came crashing down around him. So after, you know, all that happened, she moved to the island with her stepmother just to rebuild her life and to get away from everything. Because, you know, being the only survivor of a serial killer and then having your fiance killed by the same serial killer, you get a lot of publicity and press that you don't want, especially going through the trial. So she moves to the island. And so now we're into the timeline of the book. Because it's been, I think it's been about five, seven years since everything's happened. So the killer is in jail. We all know that. We're all excited about that. Keep that in mind. And so Fee is living, you know, her best life. She's training dogs. You know, she's not really focused about anything else. She's happy and healthy and alive. She's got friends, her dogs, her stepmother. She's real happy. Until one day, she meets a guy named Simon. And she meets Simon because he got a brand new puppy that he named Jaws and he needs help training. And of course, in every romance novel, obviously the main girl and the main guy hit it off immediately and they, uh, they start doing their thing. And as much as they don't want to, they fall in love by the end of the novel, obviously. So he comes and she helps train his puppy. And Simon is a carpenter that lives on the island and he's really well known and he's very good at what he does. 
So every everyone knows who he is. Everyone likes him. He's a good guy, does good work, you know, likable, relatable. So they're doing their thing. She's training his puppy and unbeknownst to them, they're falling in love. And so as that is happening, a copycat killer of RKS is on a spree. Exact same MO. Young, fit girls, kidnaps them, sticks them in the trunk, strangles them with a red scarf and buries them. Same MO. So as this copycat is going, he kind of realizes that he doesn't have to do the exact same thing that the original did. His end goal is to kill Fee because that was that's going to be his debt to repay the original. So, because I'm trying to think of like how to word this. Um so his debt is because he knows the original. The original taught him everything. And so killing Fee will pay off his debt. But before he does that, he kind of goes a little crazy and does his own, sh you know, shit. Which doesn't make the original happy. But he does his own shit. And just kind of goes wild. And um, does some pretty mean shit. Not gonna lie. Like, he was... He's a lot meaner than the original. I'll tell you that. So as he is doing his thing... And going crazy, um, Fee and Simon are, you know, getting close and Simon starts going on search and rescue missions with her and he becomes protective of her with everything that's going on, with the new killer showing up and, you know, eventually with him going crazy, he makes dumb moves and he does eventually get caught. It was actually really satisfying at the end when he got caught. And so all in all, he made stupid moves, became stupid. The original didn't like that. Um, <laughs> told the cops a bunch of shit. And so the copycat got caught. And they were really un creative with the name. They literally called him the Red Scarf Killer 2. Because why think of a new name and you can just go with the old one. So anyways, as romance novels go, Fee and Simon fall in love, they move in together, plan to get married. And the copycat killer gets caught, goes to jail, and everyone lives happily ever after. Woo! Um, there's so much more to the book, obviously. It's, um, I want to say it's a, well, it's a thick book. It's about 500 pages and, yeah, about 500 pages. And it's just, I was so deeply in love with this book. And the way Nora Robert writes books and characters, it's just, it's amazing and it's heart. Like, it's heartfelt, and it's just, it's, it's loving, and it's great. And you, you know, you fall in love with the right characters, and you hate the right characters, and it's, it's wonderful, and it's perfect, and it's great. And of course, you can't help but to 
you know, fall in love with the falling in love. Like, you can't. And Nora Roberts is really good at building up that suspense of, you know, the serial killer getting closer and closer to his target. And the way she writes is that everything kind of, like, everything builds up to it. And then within the last chapter, everything, like, explodes. And it's all tied up. And... Some people don't like that. I mean, I'm not always a big fan of that, but just, I don't know, just how she writes it, it just makes it, it makes sense. And it's, it's great. Just how everything, like, explodes, and then, boom, everything is tied up, and you're like, oh, that was perfect. But just the way, just the way she writes novels. Because I've now read at least six other Nora Roberts novels. And she always writes characters that have, like, I don't want to say traumatic past, but they have, like, you know, something that, that haunts them sometimes. And, you know, they're not always, they're not perfect. She never writes perfect characters. And she always makes them lovable and likable and just, I just, like, I don't... I don't know the words, but she just makes, she makes her characters so realistic and just so lovable and, and likable and just, and just great. And I know I've already said that, but it, it's true. It's what she does. And the little, and then the romance in it, it just like, it, it makes you all like giddy inside and you're like, oh, it's so cute. It's just, I don't know. I, I really liked it. It was such a great novel and it was such well written that was really bad English but it was really well written and I just I the whole you know serial killer aspect and then the copycat killer and just you know canine rescue I mean who doesn't love having a little canine partner like I love my dogs they're great so I mean this, honestly, this book has it all. It has serial killers, it has dogs, it has romance, and it has, you know, a tiny little island off the Seattle coast. Like, how could you not like it? I mean, like, if you don't like romance, then you're not gonna like it. But, I mean, each to their own. But I loved this novel. I highly recommend it if you are looking for something new, something different than your normal reads, whatever you read. Um, because yeah, it just, it's, it's heartfelt and it's warming and it's just, it's great. And I loved it, loved it, still do. Really wanna read it again, but I have like a bazillion books to read beforehand. So can't quite yet, but yeah. Serial killers, dogs, romance, and, you know, a, a hot, sexy carpenter. Yeah, why not, right? Um, so yeah, that is, that is that. You know, once again, I'm not going to go into great detail because I do want you guys to read it and I don't want to spoil everything. Although I'm pretty sure... I probably went into too much detail about it, but hey, there's still some things that you get to find out on your own.
Yeah. Um, so also I am going to start recording episodes of fiction books that I have gone over and going into more detail about them and just really, really dive in. Um, so I'm most likely going to start recording when I get caught up on my already um, big pile of I need to record. So it might take some time, but I'm thinking that I'm going to do that just so then I can go into further depth about some nonfiction books that I really like. Um, so yeah, The Search by Nora Roberts was this week's book, or this episode's book. Next episode is our nonfiction, and we will be talking about The Dirt, um, which is about Motley Crue. <laughs> so it is um, the autobiography of Motley Crue, Confessions of the World's Most Notorious Rock Band. And all I can say is shit went down and I'm surprised they're not fucking dead. That's all I can say. All I can say. And yeah, so next episode is uh, The Dirt by Motley Crue. And this week was The Search by Noah Roberts. So yeah. Um, thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time. Bye.